country roads Take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia talked about basketball a lot which one did you think you were better at and which one did you genuinely like more playing I was in, in high school I was better at uh I was better at basketball um it kind of happened that way I just love playing um I grew up playing I didn't play I, I didn't play football uh organized with pads till ninth grade at Sarah I didn't I didn't play Pop Warner or anything Never put on. It took me. I remember the first time I put on pads. It took me like thirty minutes to put it on. Forty-five minutes. I had no idea how the the straps went. No idea how to put the. I was like the helmet ain't fit. It was the, oh, it was awful. I was like, bro, what is this? But just I played hoops. At the end of the day, I'm a six-three power forward. Like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna want me. But I was I was really good in high school, and I mean. It, it, not to not to not to give myself kudos, but the, I'm I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this. So, my senior year, I was everything. I won everything. But the in, individual, like CCS, Semitale County Player of the Year, WCL Player of the Year, all that. But the one thing I was proud of, I was third team all state my senior year, and everyone that was ahead of me ended up playing in the NBA or pros, in NBA or overseas. I was the only non college basketball well, no non-professional big man in the state of california on the all-state team so i thought i was good really good but then the day i'm a 6-3 power forward like i had you know but what was funny was i always knew my potential in football like i felt like i was untapped in football and i felt like basketball would only help me to get to where i wanted to go and that was to be – I wanted to be a professional football player. I didn't know if it was, you know, NFL, Canada, or arena. But I wanted to play professional football. And I, and I thought – I love – to this day, I still love basketball. But I feel like – I, I, I feel like I was a football player that loves – that loved basketball, if I, could, if I could describe myself and, like, who I am now. But at the end of the day, I'm still a football player, and I love football. There were some of those guys who were on the All-State team with you that ended up going pro and playing in the league. Tyson Chandler. Played against Tyson Chandler in a West Coast All-Star camp. But dude, <laughs> dude's a dog. Uh, Chuck Hayes. Chuck Hayes, Modesto Christian, played at Ken uh, played at Kentucky. Um, Jamal Sampson played at Modern Day. He played at Cal. He played overseas. Um, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, I used to know the list on point because I was like so proud of it because I was like I was like oh yeah cool they had me yeah 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 uh, Leon Poe Oakland Tech Leon Poe uh, played for the Celtics um, and I forget it was one more guy I can't remember he was he played who did he play for I can't remember I can't remember the last guy but those all those guys NBA guys so. I mean, that's a pretty good group to be a part of. 
Right. No, for sure. I, it's funny. Any team Tyson Chandler's on, I, I always root for. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, that guy, he's still playing? The only problem is he's been with Houston for a little bit. I can't right. You can't that. stand Houston. No, I, I know. It's it's tough. It's tough. But I root. And he, he didn't really play, so I, I got an excuse not to. I didn't root for him. But yeah. I, he's in. But, yeah, no, I was – I was I quickly Ty, I I get Tyson Chandler quickly told me that I was a football player that my future was in football player I got he's the only guy him and uh, Cardell Butler played at San Mateo High only two guys have, I've gotten dunked on I got dunked on by Tyson Chandler in a West Coast All Star camp two hands all of them I said like, bro this dude and I'm just like man this basketball thing. <laughs> I mean, this is basketball. But he was seven feet tall. I'm 6'3". I'm just like, bro, but Tyson Chandler was a monster. A monster. And what's crazy is he was hitting threes back then. Really? Yeah, he was hitting threes. He was blocking shots, dunking on everybody. He would come down. He would bring the ball up when he would dribble, all that stuff. And then I'm like, you got to the league and you just turn into a dunker, you know what I mean, a dunker and just run up and down rebounder, which is crazy to me. It's like he got worse. I'm like, how'd you get worse? But he was player of the year, but he was uh, – oh, the last guy was Marquine Chandler. That's who it was. He went to Newark Memorial. He played overseas for maybe like seven, eight, ten. You might still be playing. So that was the other guy. I knew it would come to me. <laughs> so it was all those guys. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And I know we also talked about it on last week's podcast too, kind of the good things that come out of going – to college far away, right? Not mm-hmm. staying close to where you're from. Right. You know, West Virginia and Morgantown's a lot different than San Mateo. Obviously, it's a lot different than the Bay Area. But how rewarding was that experience to go somewhere else? And how much do you think just going somewhere so far away like you did help you grow and mature as a person? I think I think that's it's what I needed. Um, it, it's like, like I said, West Virginia gave me everything I wanted out of a college. I wanted to I wanted to play on it. I had this was my criteria for going to school. I wanted to go to a top 25 team. I wanted to be on a team that's on ESPN or on TV a lot. Um, and I wanted to go somewhere I could play. Now, wherever that was, that was my three things. Like I remember telling Coach Owens and Coach Tully, that was the three things I wanted. So West Virginia did all that for me. And so what? I had to go 3,000 miles away for, for my dream to happen. You know what I mean? It, don't, it, don't, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I got, to, I got to live my dream. And I think going that far away, what was what – was, it's like me and you, Chris, we're, we're like family now. It's like not even close. Yeah, obviously. But, like, that's how it felt on our team. We were all like family. We all looked out for each other. And what was great about our team – like I told, talked about earlier, Coach Rod, he got blue-collar players. But we had players from all over. Like, we had Flor- we had a bunch of kids from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, um, California. We had four or five guys there, Ohio, Pennsylvania. So even though we were all, like, away, we all, like, you know, stuck together and hung together and, and, and helped each other. So that helped me. I, was, I, didn't f- I never felt alone there ever. And then I had friends outside of football, you know what I mean? Basketball players that I was cool with, the women's soccer team, women's volleyball, men's soccer, the rest. Like, we, it was like we're a family. It's like a family atmosphere the whole time. So I never felt alone. 
even though I was 3,000 miles away from home. I never felt alone, but at times was, I got to do everything myself. My, I can't just run home. Even though my mom, so my mom worked at uh, United Airlines, so they were able to come to every game. But I would come home, like, on, you know, three-day weekends. If we had a three-day weekend, I got the pass, whatever, I could come home. But, like, that, I couldn't do it all the time in season. You know what I mean? In the spring, I still can't do it. So it was kind of like, at first when I got there, I was going back and forth. But then after a while, I was just like, eh. I want to, I want to stay out there and I'm with my teammates and I come home and all my friends are gone in college anyway. So I'm just like, okay. So my maturity came from, I got to do everything myself. You know what I mean? But I got my friends to lean on and I can't just run home. There was no safety net. I feel like if kids or anybody, you have no safety net, you really find out about yourself, like who you are as a person, what can you overcome? And all that. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Everybody thinks about it. You want you? I'm ready to come home. You ready? You know, it's not working out. Especially with my story. You know, the clearinghouse thing. I'm ready to come home. You know what I mean? I'm. It's. It was that simple. I was like, man, this is stupid. Like, I, I should have. I was cleared long time ago. You know what I mean? You're mad. But then my dad talked to me. Talked to me like, no, you're good. Just, just stay there. You're still on scholarship. You're still fine. Don't worry about it. So, I feel like having the support from my family even though I was three 3,000 miles away and no safety net was the maturity I needed to be a great man. I can go travel any, now I love traveling, going places and doing stuff, seeing different stuff. You know what I mean? So it helped me big time. It was the best thing for me. It was the best thing for me. Yeah. And then I do want to get you or talk about giant skills as well as you're a part uh, of that. What got you into um, going there? Oh, so it kind of just came to me like I've always kind of wanted to get into um, like individual coaching and helping kids like more than just junior college coaching, um, just recruiting. Um, like you guys, I followed you guys just simple because I love like the recruiting stuff and like like watching kids. I watch all the kids just from CSM. And then, you know, I, I feel like certain kids – kind of get overlooked still even though the junior college and all that but I want to help those kids or even the kids that got you know FCF offers you want to help them too so Chris Talamavo the uh Chris who, who runs Giant Skills kind of came to me and um kind of came to me and he was talking about and and my other team Christine she they want to talk about expanding um in terms of because he just got a SoCal he wants to bring up something in NorCal and it kind of just went from there like the ball kind of just kept rolling and I told him you know I was interested and because I helped her son out Dom Childress out you know what I mean like coaching just I was just coaching him just trying to help just trying to help him out you know what I mean just he he had issues he switched positions he wanted to get coached in the summertime and he was over here so I you know I kind of just helped him out and developed a relationship with them and then just, just, I was just doing like, you know, just private lessons for kids. You know what I mean? I do lessons for kids all the time, like here and there. And then I get Chris, me and Chris got a hold of it. And I just, we just went from there and he wanted to expand and he knows, he knows what I, my goal is, which is the same as his. It's just, we just want to help kids develop. And just, if you love football, you know, you want to be great. Like I'm going to help you. I'm going to try to help you as best I can. You know what I mean? Whoever you are. I think that's kind of how a giant skill 
skills kind of came came back and I know he wants to expand up to NorCal and have the same thing so that kids kids don't have to if you live in you know I don't know East Palo Alto you don't have to go to LA to get a good camp or to get looked at or to get seen you can you can have we can have something for you in San Jose or we can have something for you in Oakland or something in San Francisco you know what I mean so that where we have the platform and the recruiting platforms to help you and coaches can see you and all that. You don't need to go to LA and Utah and Las Vegas and all that. That's a lot of money for some people who don't have it. And we want to provide the situation where there's a lot of kids in this area that get overlooked, especially now with no football going on, there's no season. So, you know, kids getting better, keeping sharp and all that. So that's kind of where it started. I, I just wanted to help the kids, especially in the situation that everybody's in now with no football till who knows. Right. Yeah. And what you guys are doing is so unique too, because you're working exclusively with linemen, which is really interesting. Something not really been done up here before, which is part of the reason right. standard that up here. How much have you seen it benefit kids already? Just linemen in the Bay area, Northern California. And what are your expectations for this thing going forward? I think it's definitely, it's definitely improved. Like a lot of kids just on the first day. I know, um, because we had 60, 65 kids or so the first time. And then we had middle school kids in there. I, I felt like the kids got better. The kids even talked to me that they get better, that they got better. I still, I talked to the kids on Twitter, on now on Twitter, on Instagram, on my Instagram and stuff, just talking to kids on how they can get better. I watch, I've watched a couple of the kids, like they've sent me film of them playing high school and I've, I've like graded it and helped them with that. So I feel like it's already benefited them just, just, just in terms of just developing relationships. Like I have relationships with, with a lot of the players, a lot of the kids that just want to get better. So, I mean, just seeing it go forward and uh, just like the skills, like I, I just feel like all the attention always goes to seven on seven. And, and, and there's nothing for the big kids to do. So you're big, you just work out with your high school team and your high school coach who's part-time, who don't might not have time for you and all the other stuff, like, and you want to get better, like, and, and you don't have the money or you can't go to this camp and you can't pay for camp, um, private lessons all the time and you can't do that, but you want to get better. So I just see, like, Giant Skill as one of those things of, it's just, like I said, just helping kids get better. And, 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 and I'm just, I like, I've told all the kids, like, I've talked to Chad Tossi from De La Salle, like him, like me and him have talked and, you know, I know a bunch of the kids, me and him have talked and he's like, coach Hardy, Hey, thank thank you for helping me. And the kids are real grateful, real coachable, which I really like. And, and they're there, they're there to get better. You know what I mean? So like watching film with them or breaking their film down, like the kids are hungry. You know what I mean? But they got to have somewhere that somebody that can help them. So hopefully that's me. So yeah, and then you did get inducted into the Sarah Hall of Fame. Talk about that and talk about how that meant to you and uh, how you feel about that. I did. Um, shoot, that was a while ago now. Oof, they, I was uh, – I think I, – it's one of those things where you get you're, – you're in, you're in the Sarah Hall of Fame because everyone knows about Sarah and San Mateo, and everyone knows, like, how great of an athletic program it is still to this day in all sports – and to be considered one of the top players ever out of there is yeah. is just something. And then way ha the way Sarah has their Hall of Fame, it's like in this glass case. They got the thing. And you literally walk by it every single day. 
it was one of those things I walked by, walked by every single day, and I was like, man, my, I'm about to do that. Like, I'm still walking by this thing. Like, you know what I mean? So the goal, that became one of the goals uh, for me to achieve. And I knew what I had to do to achieve it. So I think being in the case with Barry Bonds, Lynn Swan, John Robinson, Tom Brady, all, all them all them great players that came from that school, it just, it, it, it was, it, and then on top of that, you know, I was first ballot. So I was right out, out, right out the gate when I could go. It means that, you know, people recognize what I was doing, what I did do. Cause I, at the time I was still kind of playing, not really. I had just kind of retired cause that was when the arena football folded 2009. So I was, I, I had just retired. So just knowing that all that work, all that, all that work, all the, all the 6 a.m.s when I was six, seven years old, eight, nine years old with my dad, all those extra shooting in, in San Francisco with my, with my godfather, Huey Thomas, and at, after school or after practice, then go do my homework, then at like nine o'clock at night going to a gym, shooting again, all those lifting weights, it all paid off. You know what I mean? It all paid off. And and I got a scholarship, obviously. I got I got and then I got inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I'm and I'm and it's forever. It's forever. So just just the just, it's the satisfaction of it. I, I'm I, I was satisfied with my career and from especially from where it started. I mean I went into Sarah from Ralston. I went into Sarah, nobody knew who I was. I walked in the Sarah, I didn't even know who I was. I remember one of the coaches, God bless his soul, he was like, hey, man, do, do you play sports? Like, you, you're kind of a big guy. Like, do you play them? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I played football, basketball at the time. I was playing baseball. He goes, oh, okay, nice. So I went in from them not knowing who I was to fast forward to 2009, 2010. I'm a Hall of Famer. So the satisfaction of it was it it's it's humbling to be honest it really is it really is it's humbling another really interesting about you too is your family and who some of your cousins are tell us who some of those cousins are and i know you have a really interesting story too of how you found out who one of your cousins is when you were in college so uh i my i come from it's a pretty athletic family so um Earl Campbell's my cousin on my dad's side, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I'll just give you the bookends, and then I'll talk about that one. And then there's a kid, Dylan Andrews, who's a number five play, number five junior in the country right now, basketball, uh, point guard for Winward. He's good, real good. Um, then there's a USC uh, receiver, Kyle Ford, all the same thing. And then I had another cousin he played, Michael Dumas, played for the, um, what's it called, the Bills. I have, I have, we've had a bunch. I, I know I'm leaving out somebody. Shoot. They don't get mad at me. But it was like, so we were just kind of hanging around and found out that, you know, me and, me and uh, it was Jamal Adai. We were there. And then we kind of just found out we were like related and we lived to like we came in he came in uh August before and I came in January and we kind of just talking family wise then we ended up doing so Jamal Adai and then Jaleel Adai we're we're all like we're all family. So 
know what I mean? It, the lineage goes on. So it's just kind of how, how it is. Just family. You never know. You never know anymore who it is, who's family, who's not, who becomes family. You guys know that you guys are like brothers too. So it's like, you never know who becomes family, who is family. So it's a, it's a long lineage. And the Adai family's got coaching ties, obviously, too, there in the college ranks. How much have you guys kind of helped each other just through coaching? And how much advice do you two give each other? It's, we, we talk. You know, it's, it's funny. When we talk, it's more of like we talk as like best friends, kind of. And it's kind of like we talk about football, but it's more like how are you doing? How's the family doing? Um, how's that? But like st trying to steer players to West Virginia, obviously, duh. I mean, come on now. That's a given for obvious reasons, not just he's coaching there now, but tried to help him. He, cause he was in Arizona. He's in Minnesota. Always talk about players out here. He's helped me with, you know, I've talked to him about, um, you know, different schemes they run and coaching tips. I know if I ever need anything, he's always there. He's always there to help me. He's always there for, for me to, to, help, to help him. We help each other. Like just talking, you know, just football. You know what I mean? Just like different schemes, coverages, because one of the things, one of the things, you know, as a D-line coach, I like to, I want to learn everything. I want to learn coverages. I want to learn, you know, the whole defense because it helps our, it helps my, helps my coach in defensive line to know the coverages, what moves that my guys can do, when can they not do it? You know what I'm saying? So that help that helps just talking coverages with them all the time. So when we talk, though, it's more of like we're just talking about, you know, friends, family, and all that. So, but we we do talk football, and then we do talk recruiting. I check in with him every year. He always asks me, hey, you got any players? I'm like, yep, here's the list. I just give him the list. Here's the list. This guy's D1. This guy's D1 all, everywhere. Even when I was in high school, because he was uh, coaching at Sarah and coaching at Menlo Atherton, I would just give him a list. Here are the guys that are good. Here are the guys that are D1. Here you go. So he don't have to make the trip ever. I just tell him. And then throughout the year, well, more so when he was at Arizona than now, but more so then he would be like, uh, ask me about a kid. You know what I mean? Ask me like, hey, so-and-so, what you think about so-and-so? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's nice. He's this. And we have like an honest conversation. I'm like, yeah, he's okay. He's kind of soft. He don't play hard. That's another thing I tell um, these kids today, the young men today, is you never know who's watching you. Like you don't, I'm, I'm, I'm at a CSM, I'm at CSM or I'm at MA, I'm coaching against you. I, I know how many, I know a bunch of D1 guys that ask me about players all the time. You, you, just because the Arizona recruiter is not literally at your game does not mean you're not being evaluated by Arizona or by West Virginia or by Michigan. You don't know who knows who. You know what I mean? You don't, these kids, I tell them, like, you don't know who is who. Like me, I walk up to, co I, when I was at MA, I, I remember as one kid, I don't say his name, but I went and Jamal asked me about him. So I went into the coach and was like, hey, tell me about so-and-so. And I'm at MA, he goes, ah, oh, Coach Hardy, he's a pain and you know what, I can't deal with this, that, and the third. And I went into, I said, well, the coach told me this. This is what he said. Boom, boom, boom. He didn't offer him. Didn't offer the kid. Kid ended up going to, like, junior college and flamed out, and that was it. But, you know what I mean? You, you, they don't, he don't know that. Nobody knows I'm, I'm helping evaluation. Yeah, and we've talked about it before on our previous podcast. <laughs> 
how small of a world coaching really is in sports in general. Yeah. Everyone knows someone. Oh, someone. for sure. For sure they do. For sure. They, you never you never know who the, anybody – you don't know who's played with who, who's coached with who, and then now all of a sudden the tree goes like that. Like, it, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I've – and then as for me, as, as I keep going in the coaching, now I'm developing even more relationships with more coaches just at CSM. So now the pool gets even bigger. So if somebody needs – and you never know who gets promoted where, who jump, – everybody jumps around so much. You know what I mean? Like, just from job to job. But I try to tell these kids, you never know who's, who's evaluating. You got to be on all the time. You cannot have a bad attitude. You can't have, like, um, I've seen a couple kids in, in games. Like, there's no college coach there. Now uh, you act a certain way. Now there's college coach there. Now you're going to act another way. You know what I mean? That's going to come out. <laughs> you're not being – you're not cheating anybody with yourself. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like, but like I tell the kids, like I said, you never know who's evaluating you. That's right. And we do want to get into some fun questions as well Ooh, that cool. we always ask. What is Sounds your favorite good. home-cooked meal? My favorite home-cooked meal is, well, my dad, definitely my dad's ribs. My dad's ribs always, always, they're, they're like legendary. And my mom's fried chicken or her lasagna, those three. I, I say definitely those. And then uh, mine, I don't know. Everyone says it's really good. I don't know, but I do like a mean 10 cheese macaroni and cheese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been told that one's legendary. Like I've gotten requests for people to make it all the time. I don't make, you know, it's probably because I don't make it all the time. That's probably what it is. And then who's ever heard of 10 cheese mac and cheese, right? So. I'm sure. Have you guys heard of 10 cheese? I've heard of 5 cheese. I think that's the most I've heard. It's 5. There you, there you go. No, I, I, I do a 10 cheese. So people have just, like, I get any time I've had a party, I've had I had a buddy. Um, He's like my big bro, uh, Eric Washington. He'll be like, hey, are you for EAJ? He goes, are you making the 10 cheese? I'm like, no. Nah. And he's like, oh, okay, I might come. And then I go, if I tell him I'm making it, he's like, oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Even that's if it's just to get like some. It. Yeah. That's so very, That's very much a Mr. Coach Eric Washington. Okay. Right? That is, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, the real question is, are you going to make this 10 cheese mac and cheese for Saturday for the media that's showing up to that? No, I think he has to now. No, I have to, man. Yeah. The preparation, though, I might, uh, I might. If it's not this one, the next one, I have uh, to make it for you. Or maybe, maybe bring those legendary ribs that your dad makes too. That's uh, yeah. That's good. that's. We have to they have to just give you a whole plate. Is what we have to do. Well, well I, I say what we do is we do the ribs this week and the mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. And we're talking. Let me see what. Let me see what I. It's you. If you do one, you got to have the other. It's not a. It's not a one time this that it's got to be it's both and we have both both times Perfect. exactly okay, okay. i'm gonna see what i could do i, I can't I, I don't know if i could promise you this weekend but next weekend next weekend okay all right Fair enough. yeah we got another interesting mutual connection as well from dallas joe hoyt yes great reporter out there too played for you he had a good message for you saying that you were everything to him you have a message back for joe what was he like back in the day and you want to say Joe Hoyt, wow, he was he he's you look at him, 
right? You look at him, he's kind of a, a small, uh, how tall I would say he is, maybe 5'9", you'd say, around there. One of the toughest kids I've ever seen on the football field, easily. I coached him when he was a freshman in high school because I was coaching freshmen, and I was on the staff when he was on varsity. And, like, he was – and then because at the time I worked at Sarah also, I was assistant dean at one point at Sarah. So I got to know all the kids, and then I got to know them off the field or off the court also. And he was, you know, just a real passionate – he was passionate about sports, about what he wanted to do. And he was a mentally tough kid. Like, he was a mentally tough kid. He was tough. Like, you know how you get some of those guys, like, you're like, man, he ain't got all the size and all that. But on our CCS team, we had four – We had, I think we had three or four D1 guys ended up being a couple – he started on our team, and he was one of the leading tacklers. Like, so, Joe, he, he, was, he was a monster in football. You look at him, you'd be like, he don't know if he can't play no football. He could play some football. Joe Hoy could play some football. I give it to him. He could play some football. And 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 he would lay I, I I've seen him lay out kids, like literally on kickoff. He laying kids out. I'm talking on their back laid out. Not none of this like head and they kind of go down. No, no, no. My man Joe was laying out kids. So when you see Joe Hoy and you look at him, you'll be like, nah, no, nah, he could play some football. He could play some football. But I got to know him a lot just at school and I and I recognize you know he's a great kid got he got comes from a great family he's got a good head on his shoulders and we had many a talks of like you know mental toughness and um just he asked me same questions you asked about my story what happened you know what I mean why did I do this why did I do that and just the lessons we've learned I learned I passed on to him and I know we had a talk the other day he just he remembers some of the things we talked about you know what I mean, in terms of, like, how I remember he got – well, he finished number two in something in, in the in a newspaper columnist in the in Dallas, something like that, right, Chris? He's like, Dallas, he finished two. And I, and I remember I texted him. I hit him. I said, that's good. You know you know our rule. We, we got the kill list now. You know who you got to go after. I like that. That's good. He, and he, I remember he laughed. He goes, yep, exactly. I said, yep, you know what you got to do now. You know what I mean? So it, it's – Joe Hoy, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. Where he's, how far? I know he worked hard at that. Where he's at, I told him one day if he's ever on ESP. I mean, I feel like he's gonna be, he's climbing that ladder to be something, to be something special, and to know that. I wouldn't say I had a, a hand in it, but I, I, you know, we talked and we did, you know what I mean? To help, like I said, to help somebody. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's all I like to do is to help people. He's got an energy like I don't think anyone's ever really seen. Oh no, no. He's, he's got a love for he's got a love for Taco Bell. I don't think anyone's ever seen. No, that's I've seen that. I used to be like, man, you can't cut class. You can't leave the campus, man, to go get Taco. Because you know at Sarah, the, the Taco Bell is right there on tw- on twenty. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you can't do that. So he sometimes would leave, go get Taco Bell, come back before practice. He's leaving too. I'm like, bro, you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> I mean that was that was the spot at Granada too, right down the street. Yeah, right Taco Bell. Yeah, was Taco Bell. We used to hit that talk, man. Those kids. I was if if I ever noticed it was Sarah. It was like it was a couple spots. If I ever was looking for a kid, like have to do a circle. I'm like, bro, he's probably at Taco Bell. Them kids, they they ain't far. 
they right there. It's literally two blocks away. And sure enough, they be at the Taco Bell. I'm like, okay, come on. You in trouble. But yeah, the Taco Bell was big. It's big, I say, the Taco Bell. Yeah. All right. And then the other question, another question we got is your favorite athlete growing up and your favorite athlete currently right now. Favorite athlete of all time, Michael Jordan. I was I was that guy. I mean, Michael Jordan was was it was what it was. Like, um, it's it's Michael Jordan. I don't. I mean, I grew up watching him. It's it's, it's you know it's a no brainer. I'm I'm on the campaign. You know, he's the greatest basketball player, at greatest athlete ever. It's not even close. Still not close. Even if when LeBron wins, still not close. So Michael Jordan for sure. Um, the one I, I see, I'm biased. I'm biased to my favorite athletes now. So, uh, if I have to, my favorite athletes now are David Bakhtiari, who I coached at Sarah. So him, Matt Dickerson, Jaleel Ladai, and those are those are those are my three favorite athletes right now. Just, you know, I know I, I, those are, those are my guys. Like yeah. I've seen them grow up. I've seen them out there. Matt Diggerson's like my little brother. So, and Dave, I remember Dave talked to, it was Dave's birthday yesterday. I talked to him. So I have a relationship. Jaleel talked to him, you know, we say what's up. So it's like those, those I would say those are my three favorite athletes. Okay. I would say, I would have to say. And then another one we got for you. Favorite win in high school, favorite win as a player in junior college, okay. at West Virginia, then your favorite win as a coach. So I guess okay. that's a question. Wow, okay. Favorite win in high school. Uh, my favorite win in high school was the CCS championship game, basketball. Um, actually, I take that back. That That's number two. My favorite one is the CCS semifinal game my senior year. I scored 39 points and 20 and had 20 rebounds in the game in the game. And then uh we we won in double overtime. One of my best friends Ryan Nowakowski hit a three to to win it. I had fouled out the game. And then uh the Bellarmine cuz we're playing Bellarmine, you know Sarah Bellarmine, we hate each other still. And I fouled out on like this bogus call. I'm still mad about that call. See, this thing's just I'm like, bro, I should I could have had 40 something, right? No, but I, I fouled out and the Bellarmine stands stood up and every they gave me like a standing ovation as I was walking off the court. And I was just like, I was all confused. I'm mad. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I? Wait, I fouled out like one of those. And then they said how many points I had. And I didn't even know I had that many points. I'm, you know, when you're just playing, I'm not thinking. It's like when you're throwing a no hitter, you don't think you're throwing a no hitter. You just throw, you're just throwing. So the semifinals game, we had lost to them, uh, Bellman. We had lost to them twice during the year. And then we had lost to them. Two times we lost to him in the playoffs in the same round my sophomore year and my junior year and lost to him twice my senior year in the regular season. And then we finally beat him. So that one, that was, that one, it was, that one was my favorite one. Um, I would say junior college. My favorite win at junior college was when we played. That was when West Valley had a team and we played West Valley and we won. Uh, we beat them for the championship, and I and I think uh, conference championship, 
And I don't think CSM, we won, hadn't won a championship or anything in like 20 some. It was a while, like 20 some years. Like, and we, we won that championship. And then after that, it kind of just, CSM kind of springboarded from there. I had a touchdown in the game. I liked that one. I was playing well. There's a couple guys that played D1. And I was in the secondary. I was talking mess to them the whole game. That was fun. So that was like one of them. It was like in the rain. <laughs> so it was like, you know what I mean? It was one of those games. So that one, that one, that was probably my favorite game. Um, West Virginia. Oh, easily. That one's easy. When we played Virginia Tech my junior year, they were number three in the country. We were unranked. We had just played Miami and barely lost to them, but we were like one in four or two. Yeah, one in four. They were undefeated, came into the game, and we whooped them bad. They didn't even score an offensive touchdown. We beat them like 28 to seven. We whooped them bad. It was like on Wednesday night football back then, excuse me, back then. It was on Wednesday night football, ESPN. All Craig Jane, they had all the staff there. It was this big hoopla. They thought they'd come in there and kill us. We slapped, we crushed them. We crushed them. Crushed them. <laughs> I had a sack in the game, a couple tackles. I didn't start that game, but I, I played well. You know what I mean? So I played well. That was my favorite game. And then it was my first ever, besides Sarah, rushing the field or court experience. So it was like Sarah, my senior year, we rushed the court, the Joan game, Sarah SI, we beat them my senior year, we rushed the court, but you know, that, that was, it was cool. But the college one, rushing the field, they rushed the field, like all of West Virginia, it was like all the student section rushed the field. I've never experienced that. That was something amazing. That was crazy. I had like buddies I knew in class jumped on me. I'm like, what the world? And then like girls, like all these girls I knew that in class, they were all there like high five. It was nuts. I didn't get off the field for like, I can't remember like 20, 30, it couldn't get, I couldn't get out of off the field. Like everything was crazy. So, and then after that game, then we went out because as Chris knows, West Virginia last call was 3.30. So even though it was a Wednesday night, so the party's down on high street and all that. It was crazy. That was, that was, it was, yeah, that was, that was a great one. That was a great one. And then my favorite one coaching, um, that one, I, I, I haven't had, uh, I would say, well, I, I, I would say it hasn't really happened yet because we've gotten to the national championship game two out of the last three years, but we haven't won it. So when we win, I think that's will be my favorite one. So that one's to be determined, I feel like. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be when we when we played in the this last one, Modesto, we in the NorCal semi in the NorCal finals and then the other one when we played uh American River three years ago on the NorCal final. We you know, we played really well. It was a tough game, back and forth. And you know what I mean? Tensions are high calling. So I would say those two. It wouldn't just be one, but I, I feel like the junior college one is to be determined. Or college is to or high school coaching is to be determined. All right. I, I like it. I, on our part two podcast, I'm sure eventually Chris will force me to get into because you're a West Virginia guy. Of course. 
Of course. I don't know why. You got to go to a game. You See, that, have you been to a game, Greg? That's your problem. I don't think you've been to no, a game. I, see, I haven't see, been. I wanted to go there, and then it just never happened. And so We have to arrange something. We, Chris, I have to – I mean, I, I'll get passes or so on the – you got to do the whole thing, the tailgate before we get oh, on the field, I mean, that you, whole you thing. Gotta go there. We got to go there a couple days before. We got to go to all of our spots. We got to yeah. – Bro, we got to – I got to take him on a Sheets run there. And play a Sheets there. run. <laughs> oh, man, you got you to gotta go to Sheets at 2 a.m. Oh, my I, goodness. The varsity club, I got to get you to Kegler's. I got to get you at Kegler's. And then I was sad the other day. They, ben Willie's closed down. I, I, about, I almost but cried. Mutz, Mutz closed down, too, and Mutz was right next to my <sighs> apartment. Oh, my goodness. I, I, like, shed it almost a little tear for Ben Willies. I said, man, you know how I mean? much money and how much time I spent in that place? I, a little, like, a little alligator tear kind of rolled, you know, like a little roll. I said, Ben Willies closed? That was the spot. They, Chris, they had – they <laughs> – them dudes, <laughs> they – I don't know how – so, like, you know, college, you try to get in when you're underage, right? Those dudes had our – um those dudes had like the list, the player list. I, I'm for sure they did. So you showed up with a fake. I've had teammates showed up with a fake, and dudes like, "That's not you. This is you. Bye. Get out of here." Like I'm like, bro, come on. Man. <laughs> that's unbelievable. But that's yeah, the most really. than I've ever heard. They were, oh, they were detail oriented with that stuff too. It's just oh, for sure, for sure. That was the spot though. Bet as soon as you turn 21, you're like, I can go to Bet Willie's. Like now, nah, it's cool. Like yeah. They closed down. Kegler's, yeah, Kegler's on uh, what Monday night, right? Monday night football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, got, they got the coaches show there now too. They got okay, all nice. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that Kegler's on Monday nights because it was because you know Mondays wasn't a hard practice or anything. It was just lifting and running and film. And then we, I went there plenty of times. Kegler's on a Monday. And they got varsity club right across from the stadium. I was there okay. all the time, seeing all okay. the people there all. I've only been there a couple times, Varsity oh. Club. I, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't. All the fest. See the. Uh, what's funny though? I never. Oh, wow. We got frozen. Oh my frozen god, Jason. But we got to make that happen. We got to go out there at some point, and I want to go to a game. Oh yeah. Is this what happens with West Virginia people? They get frozen in time or something? For whatever reason, we have worse connection here than we do in West Virginia. Odd. You, you wouldn't think that this is, you know, Silicon Valley over here. You know, Bay Area, tech industry. You think our connection would be perfect? Oh, the A's are down 3 nothing. That's good. Yeah, I was just going to say, how are those A's doing right now? Uh, you know, it's going to be a nice long emotional drive later, clearly. Sorry, my GMT's guarantee didn't uh, go very well so far. My fault. No, I'll good. I don't know what happened. <laughs> good? Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but what I was – yeah, I was saying, I never tailgated a West Virginia game until a couple of years. It's crazy. <laughs> it's no, cra it's, it always looked crazy, but I know it's crazy now. Oh, you got to get yeah. there. I would say the oh. – they 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 tailgating on one what was it uh because they would block like we talked about they would block it off so people wouldn't get there earlier than Thursday I'm like bro you guys are here Thursday like Thursday Friday there's people sleeping in the RVs and stuff on a Thursday night we playing Saturday yep. that's crazy D 
Yeah. Both things. You got to make that happen. Go down there and watch a game. Got to. Yeah, you, you got to go there, man. You, you you haven't seen a college game at Cal and Stanford. No disrespect. What, thank you. Thank you. I agree. I agree. There's no way. Uh, I've heard Oregon and Washington are pretty good from what I was told. I haven't been. I heard there, you'll never, you're not going to experience anything like that on the West Coast. No, no way. It's just not going to happen. No. Like Next year, hopefully we can, uh, we'll set something up. Yeah, for we, sure. We got to. We'll get yeah. there. Big 12 game. Oh, let's get them there when Oklahoma State's in town. Ugh. That's a good one. That is. That's a good one. At Texas, maybe next year. Yeah, have to think about that one. Well, yeah. hopefully I'm playing on a Saturday. We have to do it on my bye week, yeah. CSM. Hopefully right. we're That's playing we'll next there. year. Normal normal time next year, hopefully. But, yeah, our bye week. We have to work that. I mean, that's easy. We have to work on a bye week or after the season. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll figure it out, though. That's going to Of that's course. Gonna of course, of course. I got one recommendation for you, Greg, for the intro and outro for this podcast. I think <laughs> going with this song. Are we doing it? Yeah, you, you, you got to play Country Roads for the intro and outro. That's got to be our intro and outro. And outro, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to sing it, but I do know the words. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone in this world wants to hear me sing. Yeah, me neither. No, no one no. wants to hear me sing, but I, I definitely, it should go in and out. I didn't even know who jumped before I got there. I didn't even never even heard that song. And then now I know it by heart. And I was singing it like almost every day. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Yeah. Anytime you're out in Morgan Pot at midnight, they play it. Then they play Sweet yeah. Caroline and you got to do the Sweet Caroline West Virginia style. Of course. Of oh, course. Man. It's always the last song of the night when you're out. I know. Like no matter where you go, it's the last song they play. Like literally everywhere. You could be at some house party in I don't know somewhere, and then they play it at Bent Willie. It's always the last song. Always. Yeah. All right. Well, for this one exception, I will throw out the regular intro outro, and I will find the country roads. Your first time hosting. I like it. Yes. First time hosting. I'm not gonna say I'm a I'm a great host though, so I don't think. No, you were hard. good. You you stayed you stayed in your lane. I like it. It was me and Chris were doing. Yeah, he, he really <laughs> bounced back after kind of messing up our name there at the start. No worries. It, it was. It was a good bounce back. It was a real good bounce back. Hey, CBS, NBC. I'm ready. I'm ready for hire. <laughs> I'm, I'll take on the job. If you can handle me and Chris right now in this podcast with us, the West Virginia talking, you're you're, you're good. It's downhill after this. I don't know how Greg handled this last week at Giant Skills. No, he was he he wasn't prepared. I think he was more prepared today than he was than he was then. He kind of he kind of got bombarded. Yeah, he was like he was like what the world? It was very unexpected. And then you know, at least today, I I hovered over the leave meeting here a couple times almost, but I figured I had to stick it out. Greg, Greg, I hope, yeah, you you t- like, I hope you like us more than some of our friends' schools at Washington and Oregon. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, we did we did bash as California kids. We did bash a lot of West Coast schools, which I which I tend to do anyway. So yeah, no, yeah, we are. This is the West Coast press podcast. You know, like we shouldn't be bashing too much on West Coast here. That's what I'm saying. But we, yeah, we, you would think. But the, the college, though, yeah, it's yeah, come on. True. Yeah, we, have to, we have to. We have to a little bit, cause I know they bash. They would bash us. My got my friends that went to USC. They used to bash us. They used to bash me all the time. Like, come on, so it's it's all equal. Yeah, USC is still my favorite team. It was my dream college growing up. 
So I'm sticking there with you. Go. There you go. I like that. That's that's pretty good. We'll make you a Mountaineer fan. Yeah, you, it's got I'm, to I'm halfway there. Halfway there. I'm. St- I told you I got four years of eligibility. I'm ready. For yeah, you said you ready to play in the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is a little bit easier than the Big East, so you'll be all right. You'll be all right. I know, right? I, 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 Chris, I got to say that. You know that. Wow. I got to say okay. that. You know I, what? Say I think that. we need one more answer. Why is the Big East harder than the Big 12? Um, okay. I feel like back back when I was playing, you, we was playing Miami. Like, they did a documentary on a team we played. Like, Miami was like the U. They're not how they are now, like, rebuilding. They were where the backups are going – our first rounders like we played against the U. like legit they made a documentary on them so just that alone that's better than oklahoma and they're one of the greatest teams ever them two years 01 2002 those teams like they were good oh three they were really good so them and then that was virginia tech in their heyday where Michael Vick was playing. I didn't play against him, but I played against his, you know, his brother was there. They had D'Angelo Hall, like Virginia Tech was good. That was when, and then that was when Boston College was really good. Matt Ryan and all those teams, they were really good. Um, Pittsburgh had Larry Fitzgerald, hands down, one of the best players I've ever played against. He was was awesome. But Larry Fitzgerald, so – I get like a tackle. I'm yelling like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, hey, man, big, hey, nice tackle. I'm like, what? Thanks. Oh, okay. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. And he helping people up and talking to people. Then he's killing us. I'm like, but you can't be mad. Like, he's really good, but he's a nice guy. Like, <laughs> well, why is he being nice in the backyard brawl? That's something you That's what I'm do. saying. He, But he was. He was like a good dude. So, like. So they they were good then. They Larry Fitzgerald was playing Heisman Trophy. Uh, Should have won the Heisman Trophy that year. Um, and then there was us. That was and then Syracuse was really good too. They were a bowl team. So it was like all of all those teams in the Big East. They were all bowl teams all the way from us to the to Miami, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Pitt. Like all of us were all bowl bowl teams. Like it was good. Then then we had. Rutgers and Temple, but I mean, you you gotta have bad teams. I, it, it was it, the bad, yeah. Rutgers and Temple, they they weren't very good, but um, they would get blasted. But the other teams were really good. And then at one point, you think in the Big East, Rutgers ended up being good when they got Greg Chiano, and then now Temple got good now too. Temple's good. So if you look top to bottom, like the Big Twelve, uh, TCU, ever since they they're okay. Oklahoma, okay, I'll give them Oklahoma, but we had Miami. You know what I mean? They got Oklahoma State. Ah, eh, they're not, Virginia Tech was always ranked high. Like, you think Virginia Tech was like – like, when we beat them, my game, I was telling, they were third best team in the country. So, like, I don't remember Oklahoma State ever getting that high, unless I'm mistaken. Okay. So, that's what I'm saying. So, you got them. Kansas is a basketball school. Kansas State basketball school. So – and don't get me started on Big East basketball. No. Don't when I was when I was in school. Don't get me started on that. No, nah, let's not do that. Oh my goodness, the old Big East tournament. Oh, oh. You had don't get me, I'll never forget that game. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me started on the Big East for basketball. Come on now. Like 
So I like the Big East better than the Big 12 just for geographic stuff. But I feel like we fit in to uh, the Big 12, like as a school. So I get it. We had to because the ACC don't want us. That's another story. I think that's weak too. That's lame, but whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, they'll, they'll have Syracuse in football, but that's not exactly. Actually, one. Exactly. I'm like, really? It's, it's, I just think the whole thing, just the the whole thing is is just how they did the conferences. The biggies had to be the sacrificial lamb, basically. They didn't want they didn't want six power conferences. They wanted five. Somebody had to be the sacrificial lamb, and it was the Big East. You know, it's just what it was. And then they had to break us. They had to break everybody up. And then what what got me nervous was, like, West Virginia. I knew the ACC. They never liked us. So, I'm like, they don't want us, so where are we going to go? Now we're independent. That's a whole nother. I don't want to – you don't want to do that. So, it was like Big 12, thank goodness they were in there. And then I knew the Big 10 don't want us. Come on, we're not in the market for the Big 10. It's not a good market. Even though I'm great of a school, we're not in a good market. So I was like, oh. But Rutgers is really boosting the profile. Exactly. That's my point. Rutgers really is really helping you guys. Like, come on, man. Maryland's really helping you guys. Like, come on, man. We smash them dudes all the time. But they don't put the Big Ten want them in for obvious reasons. ACC, and they talk about our academic, this and that. Like, come on, man. Clemson ain't got that. Some of them schools ain't got that good at acting. Like, come on, man. They just, I, I feel like they just made up stuff to get not West Virginia in, but hey. I think it was, they didn't want to travel to Morgantown. That's what I heard, but that's another story. I have to tell you that one, Chris. That they were scared. It's not like traveling to Morgantown's that bad if you're in the ACC. It's not like. Right. Exactly. But I, that was the rumor that like, the other schools didn't want to travel and then schools like Boston College who was already in who didn't like us didn't want to go back to Morgantown and you know Pitt and all that so that's I heard that was the rumor well I know it's lame we will it's have lame. to do another podcast at some point because <laughs> I feel like there's a hundred more stories that oh yeah to be told. <laughs> oh yeah we got the PG version so it's all good yeah right <laughs> I think that will do it unless Chris you, good. you want to tell about West Virginia. Q Country Roads. That's all I can country, yeah. country Q country Q Country Roads. Q Country Roads. Follow us on West Coast Preps underscore on all our social media. Follow all our content on westcoastpreps.com. Make sure you smash the like button on here and subscribe to our YouTube channel at West Coast Preps. Country Roads, here we go. Country Roads.